God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Greg Backus, your host. Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind, for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people, and he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and is seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. Today we have a very exciting program. We will hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding the topic of the words we speak, and our interview segment is with Dr. Rob DeManda. Dr. DeManda is the clinic director at DeManda Chiropractic Health and Wellness Center in Naperville, Illinois. Dr. DeManda and his staff minister the love of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ to those they serve in the clinic. You will want to listen to the entire interview as Dr. DeManda makes a very gracious offer to you, the listener. Let's start off with this song by Keith and Kristen Getty, O Church, Arise! to rage against the cat. 
I'd like to start off by asking the question, are the words you speak important? Do you listen closely to the conversation of others? Do you really hear the words you speak throughout the day? I sometimes hear people say throughout the day, that project will never work. What a stupid idea. Or, I'm coming down with the flu. You know, it's flu season after all. Or, I never seem to be able to get ahead. I'm always short on money. Or, there's just no hope anymore. It's looking worse day by day. You know, in the past, I've made some of those same statements. And you know what? When we speak like that consistently, day after day, well, the project doesn't work, you get the flu, you're always short on money, and it does get worse day by day. Many have never been taught the power and influence that their words have, not only in their own lives, but in the lives of others. And then some of us, well, we have been taught, but we either got tricked out of believing our words make a difference, or we gave up because we didn't see change on the timetable that we had set. Let's begin by looking at Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. This verse is absolutely amazing in what it states. The fruit, the result in one's life, is to a tremendous degree controlled by the words that one speaks. Darkness and light are controlled by the tongue. They that love life speak words of light. That would be God's word. And they live life according to God's will and abundantly. 
they that love death speak words of darkness. Those words would be the devil's words, the ways of the world. And those that consistently speak those words live a defeated life. It's amazing how easily at times I have been talked out of confessing God's word. Or I've just forgotten to speak God's word regarding a situation and I reverted back to speak what the world would say about that situation. When that's happened, the situation, the circumstance, has seldom changed for the better. But in contrast, the times I've remembered to speak God's word and to confess the truth, time and time again, I have seen the prayer answered, the deliverance for health, finances, a peaceful heart, or wisdom in a situation. This confession of God's word is not to be just a one-time occurrence, especially if for the past 20, 30, 40, 50 years, You've been confirming the words of the devil by confessing, speaking the words of this world. Let's look at the book of Joshua. Here we see God's instruction to Joshua right after Moses, God's servant, had died. We'll start here in Joshua chapter 1. We'll read verses 5 through 9. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land, which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it, to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee, verse 9, Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. In verse 8 there, God instructed Joshua to keep his word in his mouth. How is Joshua going to keep God's word in his mouth? By speaking it, by confessing the word of God. That's how Joshua is going to keep the word in his mouth. Not only is he to speak God's word, God also instructed him to meditate, to think on the word of God day and night to the end that Joshua was obedient to do all that God's word stated. The result being prosperity and good success. Then God instructs Joshua to be strong and of a good courage. To not be afraid, because God was with him everywhere he went. Joshua and the Israelites, they were going into the land that God had given them. The land was occupied by evil nations that had absolutely no right to that land. 
in verses 3 through 5, God told Joshua, let's read verses 3 through 5 here of Joshua chapter 1, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all of the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. God doesn't fail. He wasn't going to promise something to Joshua and the children of Israel and then not perform his promise. God doesn't forsake his people. It's said here that no man, no nation, no evil would be able to stand against Joshua all the days of his life. Joshua was only a servant of God. You and I, we are God's children. Would not God do as much for us today as he did for Joshua and the children of Israel? Sure he would. But you know what? If Joshua had gotten all negative and confessed the circumstance and if he would have whined and complained, his way would not have been prosperous or successful. The Israelites would not have moved into the land that God had promised. They would have failed. Look at verse 8 again there in Joshua 1. Verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Joshua had to do his part. Confess the word of God, Speak the promise of God, no matter what the circumstance may say. Meditate. Think on the word of God, day and night. And then do the word. Act on the word of God. Believe God's word. Then his way would be prosperous, and he would have good success. And he did. Why would we think it would be any different for us today? It isn't. God has already done a mighty work in the accomplished work of Jesus Christ. When Christians today fail to live the life that God has called them to, it's because many, many times we have failed to speak God's word, we have failed to meditate in God's truth day and night, and we have failed to do what God has instructed us to do. And the greatness of the life He has called us to today is contained in joy, peace, love, kindness, truthfulness, grace, and mercy. The circumstances of life do not define God, nor do they indicate your value. God has done a mighty work for us through Jesus Christ. What we want to do is tap into the greatness of God's love and grace and what He's made available to us in the new birth through Christ. You know, in one respect, the past is irrelevant. It really does not matter what happened yesterday. What really matters is where you are today and where do you want to go tomorrow. The heart condition 
or the circumstance you find yourself in now is minuscule compared to the promise of God that will absolutely bring the needed deliverance. When the problems seem too big, we need to magnify God in our heart and life, bigger, and suddenly the circumstance fades to insignificance. Let me give you a, a couple practical examples because we want to be able to, to walk into the greatness of God's goodness as grace and what he's made available. When we have a financial need, we could confess, I have no money for this or for that. Or we could confess, my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And God is able to make all grace abound toward me so that I have all that I need when it's needed. Which would you rather speak out loud or dwell upon throughout the day? The problem or the answer to the problem? If we continue to confess the lack in our life, then we will continue to manifest the lack in our life. If we speak the promise of God, the Word of God, and if we talk with God about His Word and meditate on that Word, then what do you think will happen? God doesn't lie. He will honor His Word in your life when you believe it. Now, I need to make this clear because the confession or the speaking of God's Word is not the only thing needed to see the Word of God manifested in your life. You also need to believe the Word of God. Mental assent can confess the Word a lifetime and never see the prayer answered. Believing, on the other hand, requires action. Believing God would be not freaking out the next day and getting all negative and complaining that I still have the need. Believing God would be to continue to look to Him to supply all that's needed and rejoicing in His goodness and His grace, believing that His promise will come to pass and continue to speak that word no matter what the circumstance. God's word will not bring forth godly results just because you confess the word. We also have to believe it. But you know what? If you don't confess the word, if you don't speak what God says is true about the situation, then you're not going to see the desired results. You must plant the incorruptible seed of God's word in the soil of your heart in order to reap the harvest of God's word and will in your life. Without the planting of the seed, there will be no harvest. For you and I, the seed is the word of God. The soil is our heart. We plant the seed by speaking God's word, confessing God's word. Now, confession alone won't necessarily bring about the desired results, but without the confession of God's word, it's less likely that you will ever see the deliverance needed. Let me give you a, another example. There's a season that the world calls the flu season. We've all heard of it. Everyone around you is coming down with the flu. They're not feeling well. And then you go ahead and confess, well, I guess I'm next. 
Everyone at work and all my friends have gotten sick. It's just a matter of time before I get sick too. People say that, don't they? (laughs) Well, they will absolutely come down with the flu and probably spend a few days in bed home from work feeling miserable. But what does God say? He says that by the stripes of Jesus Christ we were healed. Because of the complete sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we can demand and expect that the flu will not touch us, and we command it in the name of Jesus Christ. Christ took upon himself all sickness, all disease, all affliction. Remember, we read earlier, the power of life and death is in the tongue. Psalm 45 verse 1 says, Our tongue is the pen of a ready writer. What does that mean that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer? What it means is that what we speak makes a difference. What we meditate upon day and night matters. Our spoken words are the ink on the paper of our heart. Our tongue is the pen. All the issues of our life come from the heart. Proverbs 4. What are the words that we speak? What are the words that we dwell upon in our mind, in our thinking? Those words are being written on our heart. Now it's easy to understand why it says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, that we are to guard our heart above all that is kept or worth guarding, because out of the heart are all the issues of life. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 21, it says, to keep God's word in the midst of our heart. How are we going to get God's word into the midst of our heart? By reading it, by speaking it, by meditating on it day and night, and by talking to our Heavenly Father about His magnificent Word. Ask God when you talk to Him to open the eyes of your understanding to the depth of His Word. He will show you, He will teach you as you read it, as you confess it, as you meditate on it. You know what? God will blow your mind with what He shows you. He has tremendous gems of insight and understanding just for you with the word just that you need in your heart and in your life. Now, I know that there's some out there that say, well, you know, you don't need God's word. The Spirit will lead you. And then there's others that say, well, all you really need is just the Bible. God doesn't talk to people the way he did in the Bible times. Neither of those opinions are correct. You need both. God has made known his will through his written word. For those of us today, in the age of grace, it's primarily the wonderful truth found in Romans through Thessalonians. That is what is addressed to us in this age of grace. Then, each of us who have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, we've received the Spirit of God in the new birth. God is our Father. He talks to His children. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, For it is God which works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. God works within you. He really does. 
and it's to do His will and His good pleasure. There's so many truths from God's Word that we could tie into this, but let's just do one. John 14, 12. It says there that we are to do the same works that Jesus Christ did, and even greater works. What did Jesus Christ do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He comforted the brokenhearted. He brought deliverance where needed. And he reconciled men and women back to God. He only did what his Father showed him. You and I do what our Father shows us as he works within us to will and to do of his good pleasure. So yes, we do need both the written word and the Spirit of God working within us. We can't make it so hard or complicated because it's not. It's just living life, walking and talking with the creator of the universe. He's our dad. He loves us. He has a purpose and he has a mission for you today. Back to my opening question. Are the words that you speak important? Yes. The words you speak and believe determine the direction of your life. The Christian church has limited God much because of its confession. It has confessed the lack, the heartache, the destruction that is seen all around in the world. It has confessed and magnified the flesh of not only itself but of others. While all the while the Spirit of God within cries out, Look to me. Confess my word. Believe that I am who I say I am and that I can do what I say I can do and that you as my child can do what I have called you to do. Our God is a mighty God and he is just waiting today, this moment, for his children, you, to realize who you are in Christ. Part of it begins by speaking as God speaks, by confessing God's word. Psalm 119, let's read here verses 10 and 11. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. With our whole heart we are to seek God. He alone is worth seeking with your whole heart. And if you really desire to see change, hide God's word in your heart so that you might not sin against him. In other words, hide God's word in your heart to the end that you recognize his working within you to will and to do of his good pleasure, to the end of your obedience to performing the works he has prepared for you from before the foundation of the world. You know, I love the amplified version of these verses that we just read here in Psalm 119. Let's read amplified verses 10 and 11. With all my heart I have sought you, inquiring of you and longing for you. Do not let me wander from your commandments, neither through ignorance nor by willful disobedience. Verse 11, your word I have treasured and stored in my heart that I may not sin against you. As the deer pants for the water, 
so let our heart long for God. Treasure and store God's word in your heart. Write God's word upon the table of your heart. Become that living word. Make known to others the love, the deliverance of a loving God by confessing, speaking, and living His word. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our heart through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable broken live or die so speak Our guest today is Dr. Rob Demanda. Dr. Demanda is the clinic director at Demanda Chiropractic Health and Wellness Center in Naperville, Illinois. He graduated from the National College of Chiropractic in 1978 
He also attended the University of Buffalo. He is certified by the ICPA Pediatrics, and he has a certification in preventive nutrition. He is also certified in many other chiropractic areas, but most of all, he is a Bible-believing Christian certified by God to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ and to love and pray for his patients. I'd like to welcome Dr. DeManda to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Dr. DeManda. It's really great to be here. The greatest certification is that one about certified by God. I like that the best. Amen. Okay. Well, it's great to have you here with us today. It's good to be here. Can you tell us a little bit of your testimony of how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ and become born again? Oh, I'd be very happy to. I was in the pre-med program at the University of Buffalo in New York, and uh, I met uh, a Jewish believer who... Um, actually, she was waiting in line to get her, her cards for her class, and I went up to her because she was a very pretty-looking girl. So I went, and I said, can I get your cards for you? And before you know it, we talked, and she started to, to just sense that I was hungry, and I was in those days. Uh, I remember there was a film that had come out, 2000, and, and the Space Odyssey movie and stuff. There was a, there was a lot of questioning in the 70s because that's when I became a believer in mm-hmm. 1970. So she told me to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I needed to pray. And we got together with Campus Crusade for Christ on our on our campus. Okay. And uh, I, I gave my life to the Lord, and boy, everything has been very, very different since then. Uh, Josh McDowell, which is he's an mm-hmm. author, evidence that de- that de- that demands a verdict, and many other books that he wrote. But those are some of the initial uh, very influential factors in my early Christian growth. I never had a Bible. Mm-hmm. I never read a Bible growing up. I was raised in a, in a Catholic environment and we were not supposed to have Bibles. We had missiles. Right. We had prayer missiles, but we never had Bibles to read them. So um, I remember you know, being in college and reading my first Bible. Mm-hmm. It was just an exciting thing. So my life changed just dramatically since that point forward. That's wonderful. Now, why did you choose the chiropractic field as a career? That's a, a really good question. Um, again, I had gone to the University of Buffalo to, to, to study pre-med, and eventually I was going to go to medical school. But I realized that um, from things that happened to my own health as a young boy growing up, 12, 13, 14 years old, my mom's brother was a chiropractor. Mm. And I'll tell, I'll tell you the story that really, really brought me into wanting to study chiropractic. I was I had a shoulder injury, and um, basically I had a paralysis of one of the muscles in the back. It's called the serratus anterior. I know that now. I didn't know it then. But anyway, so the doctors wanted to do exploratory surgery, and I just didn't want to do that. Thank God for my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss her. She's been, she just passed away at 93. But mom was an amazing person. She, she said, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to look at this a little bit more carefully because they had wanted to schedule me for surgery. So while eating pasta and some meatballs in my house, and my uncle was right there, my mom literally came over and just ripped my shirt off my back and said, come over here, Lou, and look at, at your nephew. And so he looked at my back and he said, I want you in the office tomorrow. So we went the next day. He uh, did an x-ray on my spine and said, there's a pinched nerve in your back. Hmm. I said, what in the world is a pinched nerve? He says, well, this is something that you have an injury. Then we, I told him what had happened. Anyway, it took about five weeks or six weeks, and my shoulder went right back to complete normality. Wow. And that really, really, really made an impression. I had uh, suffered a car accident later on in high school, and I had migraine headaches. Went to the chiropractor again. 
So these things and probably some other things really made a, a, an impression on me. Mm-hmm. And so right in my second, almost into my third year of, of school, here I was, uh, undergraduate school, here I was looking to uh, go to medical school and apply there. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to apply to the chiropractic schools, which I did. And visited the one at National College in Lombard, Illinois, mm-hmm. and that was the rest is history. Ah, that's okay. one of you. Well, you saw the immediate results in your own life. So oh, absolutely. Really, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, that makes a, a real impression upon you, you mm-hmm. know. Plus, you know, my uncle, even while he was going to school, and I remember I was, I was younger, and he was going to chiropractic school, he would come to our house. My mom was a great cook, so he would eat you know, dinner at his sister's house. But I was always there and I would hear of these bizarre stories. He would tell all these stories and this person came in with this and my professor told me that. And I was like, I was intrigued even as a a young teenager. Mm -hmm. So that's how the, the seeds were planted for me to become a chiropractor. That's wonderful. And it's been nonstop since then. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Now, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about your office. I've been there before. My wife uh, has gone there as well several times. And actually, Alejandra, if I said that name right. You did? uh, She gave a tremendous massage one time, which totally relaxed my muscles and made me feel like a million bucks. Well, in your office, there's definitely clearly evident the peace of God and the love of God. Can you tell us a little bit about how God works with you and your staff to help your patients? Oh, that's a that's a wonderful. I I, I remember. I, I guess we should start when the clinic was just being built. I remember it was a slab of concrete, and I would go there, literally night after night, and I would literally walk around that space that was going to be my new office and pray, and wrote scriptures and the cement and in the walls and did all that. I knew that this was going to be a ministry, and I knew I wanted it to be something that would glorify God. So in doing so. When that clinic opened up, I began to, to see how I could um, incorporate the spiritual with the natural. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if, if I gave the Lord Jesus Christ all the praise and honor and glory, that he would bless me and I'd be able to do that. It's funny how many would tell me, oh, you can't combine religion in a public environment. And I said, well, I'm paying the rent here. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> right. if I'm paying the rent here, I can play worship music. And I started doing that. Mm-hmm. In fact, in 37 years of practice, one time a patient, only once, I asked them if I could pray with them, and they said no. So that's not, a, that's <laughs> that's not too a, bad, right? Pretty good track record. And uh, so I figured, yeah, if I'm paying the rent here, I can, I can play uh, worship music and, and, uh, and have an environment where, where there could be a real healing environment. And that's really what's happened. I, I have to say that the way we work together with our patients is the following. Um, I, really, I really need to look at, at what is really the problem. And many times, um, okay, we, we, can, we have lots of testing. We do nerve scans and we do x-rays and we do physical exams and, and those t- type of things. And that tells us what's going on physically. But there are other things going on. And many times I can, I can remember a story, um, one of our patients, we have a, a special way to detect if this this pressure, if this stress, maybe because of unforgiveness, mm. is in a person's life. And it's, it's called a bioenergetic synchronization technique, one of the other certifications that I have. But what, what, it, what it really accomplishes is this. It, it lets me know if there are underlying events that have taken place in that person's life 
that are really supporting their their health problem right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's without that event being changed, without forgiveness being applied, you're not going to get anywhere. Let me give you an example. A lady had had come in, and she had terrible intractable headaches, and. So in my technique, I asked her, we asked certain questions, and one of the questions I asked her, is there any male or female person in your life that you need that has hurt you or there's been a conflict? And then I watched the body as it responds, almost like a a little lie detector. It's really an amazing little technique that we, we use. In fact, this technique is not something not only something that I studied, but I also developed it myself because I really wanted to see the Lord work Mm -hmm. in a a healing capacity. So when she said that there was something, um, I said, okay, could you forgive that person and make sure you forgive yourself? And she did. And the next day, Craig, she came in the office and she was, I don't have any headaches anymore. (sighs) I said, you're kidding. She said, no, I've been going to chiropractic for 18 years now and this and that. And she told me, I said, listen, please tell me what were you thinking of? Because when I do this technique, I don't really, I'm not trying to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. She didn't tell me anything about what she was thinking of. I watched her body and, and, and kind of went from there and then did some praying with her. She said, and this is pretty amazing. She said that she had, she said when she thought of who to forgive, she thought of her mom and dad. And I said, what? Hmm. You had to forgive your mom and dad. She said, yeah. When I was about nine years old and the babysitter was at the house, the phone call happened. My mom and dad died in a, in a terrible car accident. Oh, wow. Now, she has been raised by her, her aunt and her grandmother, and you know things have been fine since then, had counseling and all that. Mm-hmm. But still, at that one moment at, at, at night, maybe, maybe all the time at 9 o'clock if the phone would ring, there'd be something that would just go off in her. And it, there was a memory that was that was just there and it wasn't going away. So when I asked her to forgive, she forgave her mom and dad. Mm. And that released such a healing. So I, I, I got really excited when I saw this. And we do this quite often with so many of our patients. Because really, we are body, soul, and spirit. And if you don't deal with all three of those areas, you're not going to get the person well. Right, right. So, Boy, I, I could go on for a long time. I want to be careful here, but, but I think, does that help oh, you yeah. understand what we're trying to do here? That's mm-hmm. a very encouraging story, I think, to other professionals on how they can minister the Word of God in the workplace. Oh, absolutely. And love people, pray with people. and Absolutely. In fact, one, one more story, if we have the time oh, yeah. here. Absolutely. I was um, walking into uh, an exam room. And the, the patient was, was there, and she had some neck pain. And I was reading the, the intake form, mm-hmm. and it said that she had, like, nine miscarriages in the last three years. I said, whoa. So, I mean, that's a lot of children to lose. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I believe they're children, okay? Right. So, and I, 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 we talked a little bit about it, obviously. And, and I said, well, you know, what, what are you, what's going on here? Well, the doctor said that I probably can't hold on. I get pregnant, but I can't hold on to the children. So, you know, I, 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 I guess this is what the, my lot is in life. This is what God wants for me. Mm-hmm. And as she's telling me this, Greg, and I, I, this, is, this is just a wonderful story. I'm looking at her, and I get a picture of her holding a female baby that looks exactly like her. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so what would you do? <laughs> I thought to myself, okay, Lord, you're either telling me something or I had a bad pizza last night. You know? <laughs> so, well, anyway, I told her then, I said, what, I mean, do you want to have a baby? 
He said, oh, yeah, I want to adopt. And she was talking about adoption. I said, no, 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 no. I said, do you want to have a baby from your body? Well, as soon as I said that, a natural baby, she cried and cried. And I told her what I saw. Mm. And I said, you know, I know that God has brought you in here. For I mean, I can even cry about this. It's amazing right. because she had that baby. She, I did do an, an x-ray in her. I found out there was problems in her spine. I fixed the pinched nerve in her back, which was, was a, allowing her not to hold on to the baby, mm. okay, that she would lose these children all the time. She had that baby girl. I have a picture of her in my office, and she's had, I think, two or three other children wow, after that. that's tremendous. So, <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, see, this is what I call I'm working with my senior partner here, who's the Lord. Right, you know? right. So thank you for allowing me sharing oh, that. It's a great story. That's wonderful, Dr. Rob. Just give God the glory like Amen. you do. And, and Amen. it's just so great the way the Spirit of God works within you to minister to the people that come into your office through oh, your doors. absolutely. So we, we really just look at each case and each day. We, we try to start our day with prayer in a huddle. Mm-hmm. And we get our staff together. It's interesting, my staff, um, I don't necessarily you know, say you have to be a believer to come in. In fact, I've hired many that weren't, but they are now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, because, you know, I think they they see the power of God working in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I want to see. I want I want to I want my life to count. I want my life to have a legacy that's going to affect generations to come. And I know if I keep Jesus first, Mm -hmm. then he'll put me first. If I honor God, he'll honor me. That's awesome. So and the staff has been miraculously touched too and and in such wonderful ways i that's and that's another story Mm -hmm. but i think that what happens is that so many times the practitioner doesn't take the time doesn't think he has the time and you go in and you go out you go in and you go out you know it's like everything's a snap well you know what i find that sometimes we keep our patients waiting because we're working with our patients but I had, you know, a few years ago, Greg, I have to tell you this. I had a company come in, and they took a 1,000 of my patients. The computer picked a 100 of them, and they called every one. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed them. Wow. Like, how is Dr. DeMotta? What is he doing? I mean, is it, you know? And it was very interesting. I got one of the highest marks of any professional that they ever did. And, and it's interesting because when the question came up, you know, do you, you know, is he on time or does he keep the patient waiting? This was the answer. They said, well, he he'll makes me wait sometimes, but I know he's given another person the time they need. And if I need it, he'll give it for me. That's wonderful. So that was a blessing. Yeah. Well, clearly your life and your staff have had an impact on the people that walk through those doors, Amen. no doubt. Now, Dr. Rob, you and your wife have raised six children in a godly, loving home. Um, what advice might you have today for young parents that are mm. just starting out a family? Never let the sun go down on your anger <laughs> as far as a, a husband and wife. In other words, always be, uh, keep the, the doors of communication open. Um, I also think that, you know, you can talk and talk and talk, but you've got to try your best to create a house of worship. You've got to really try to let your life be the, the greatest example for your children. I always taught the children to celebrate one another and not just to tolerate them. I never allowed certain things to happen within the kids. Always, you know, if they were conflicting or whatever, it was always, we brought them always to forgiveness. Now, in a very practical way, we were churchgoers. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we never stopped. It wasn't like, well, I'm looking for a new church now, and we haven't gone to church in three months. I never had that. 
even if I was looking, and there are times where you have to kind of make a change, right? right. And you go to a different church. I always went, mm-hmm. and they all they already they they knew that this was a time for the Lord to 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 worship, to come together. And I think that's made a real, real big difference. And to not mention prayer would be uh, leaving a big part of this picture blank. Mm-hmm. Prayer, so vital, so critical. Our, our second uh, oldest son uh, went into the Army and then went into Afghanistan. And we had the privilege of actually having um, him. We spoke to him week after week because he had the cell phone. and he was after, But he was in the war, and he was a gunner. Mm-hmm. And he was running over those ITBs, whatever they are, those mines and stuff. And he probably came to, to near death 10 or 12 times, got all these medals. He wouldn't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. But he would say, Mom and Dad, I don't know what you're doing, but don't stop praying. Yeah. yeah. So our prayers, I really believe, brought him home because mm-hmm. he was really in harm's way. So very thankful for Matthew and, and just really all the veterans, if I could just say, I am so thankful that you guys go out, that you should be honored. Right. Very thankful for their service to our country, to give us the freedom of speech to be able to do this show and for you to minister like you do at the office. And you know, to give you an idea of the kind of community we live in, because this blessed me, I was, there were two servicemen in their khaki uniforms um, in like a, a restaurant one day, and we were waiting online to get our food. I'm telling you, about a dozen people were like, oh, no, no, let me pay. No, let me pay. I want to pay for them. I want to pay for them. (laughs) So that was so nice. I I couldn't even go out. When my son was in uniform, if we went to dinner, our dinner would be paid for. People always Such honor. And that's such a a thing that we need to bring back into our society is honor. Now, do you have a favorite verse? And if so, why and which one is it? Well, you know, I think when I became a believer, I began to understand that you have to trust God for your whole life. So uh, I think it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, and it says this, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into your own understanding, and in all thy ways acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct your paths. He will make your path straight. And that, that meant so much to me and continues to mean so much to me, besides just God's word in, in, in its totality. I think that having a relationship with the Lord is really the key thing. Not just believing, but you've got to really know the Lord. You've got, yeah, you've got to trust and believe. So when I first became a believer, just understanding how I can trust a God that I really never knew until I opened my heart up to him. Mm-hmm. Well, in closing, Dr. Rob, is there anything additional? Are we closing already? Oh, my goodness. I'm just getting warmed up. (laughs) We'll have you back for another another segment. I appreciate that. But is there anything on your heart today in addition to Proverbs chapter 3 that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I I really do. I, I was thinking the other day about change because we are all looking to be stronger, better, more prosperous, et cetera, in our, in our tomorrows. And the Lord gave me these five points, and if I may quickly, I'll share them with you. Sure. These five things are essential for change, and, and they, they go in order, too, as well. Number one would be humility. Many times we don't realize that we need the Lord. I think it starts when you say, okay, Lord, I tried 15 of my ways. <laughs> I need you. Second is obedience, because when you say, Lord, help, he's going to say, okay, I've been trying to get your attention. (laughs) Uh, Now, let me tell you a few things. 
and he's going to speak very specifically. I find that the Lord really speaks specifically if you're listening. So obedience is number two. You've got to, okay, I want you to go to bed early. I want you to do this. Very specific things that, that we're, he's working with us about. Out of that humility and obedience, then there's discipline. And those disciplines come from being humble and being, and being obedient. Then prayer is the fourth thing. And I put prayer for, forth because you can't have answered prayer if your heart's not right. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have humility, if you don't have the fear of the Lord, if you don't have obedience to him and his ways, how can your prayer be effective? And then the fifth thing I think is what I'd love to share here is accountability. Mm -hmm. Go and tell someone what you're, you're doing. Tell them what you're, you're after and tell them, you know, what you put together as far as your humility, your obedience and disciplines. And, and then having a prayer partner, of course. But then having that accountability there is really, really important. So that's uh, probably one of the most important things that I think um, the Lord has given me lately. Thank you. That's very practical and something we can put into application today, right now. That's great. Now, what would be the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you if they'd like to uh, visit your clinic or become a patient or just discuss uh, sure, the sure. issues of their life? Um, you can call us uh, at any time. In fact, we have uh, an answering service, and if we're not there, we will call you back. The 630-505-9696, and that's Demonda Chiropractic. I'll say it one more time, 630-505-9696. Um, if you do call the office and mention our, our the radio show, uh, WBIG, and Greg here, uh, we will offer you a complimentary first visit. Now, let me explain what that is because it's, it's quite, I think, a, a value. First of all, you're going to be examined by doctors that examine the spine and the back, probably giving you an exam like you've never had before because people tell me that every day. Boy, I went to this orthopedist. He never really did that for me or whatever. We're in a different niche, and we do different things. So you'll get a beautiful examination, a postural examination, a physical examination. We have a computerized nerve scan and a full spine x-ray that we'll probably be bringing into the, to the mix so we can analyze you. But those things will be completely complementary, and it's over $350 value. So I wanted to mention that. That's a wonderful offer. Thank you for making that available to the listeners. And do you have a website, too, that people can visit? Yes, the demandachiropractic.com. Probably the most important thing, come and give us a call. We take all insurances. We even have developed our own PPO mm -hmm. for those that don't have insurance. We have, we've never refused care as because of finance. I just wanted you, the listeners that's, to know that. That's great. I'll put your phone number up on our website as well, Thank as well you. as the web address, too. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Rob, for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and you sharing your heart and life. Oh, thank you for inviting me. God bless you. God bless you, too. To know you is to never worry for my life. And to know you is to never give in or compromise. And to know you is to want to tell the world about you. Cause I can't live without you To know you Is to hear your voice When you are calling To know you Is to catch my 
Thank you for joining us today on the Solution Radio Show. And thank you to our guest, Dr. Rob DeManda from DeManda Chiropractic Health and Wellness Center in Naperville, Illinois, for sharing his heart and life. All of the Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com. There you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there's a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, just send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the praise line is open 24 hours a day where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844-705-3410. Once again, that number, 844-705-3410. We will play those testimonies in upcoming shows. You know, it's that time of year where the weather is warming up. You know what I love to do when the weather is warm? I love to speak God's Word to people on the streets, to love them with the love of God, and make prayer available for whatever the need may be. You know, this upcoming week in the Chicago area, I, I checked the weather today, it's going to be beautiful, sunny, with temperatures in the 70s. If you're in the area, if you would like to join me on the streets ministering God's Word, just shoot me an email at greg at the solution radio show dot com. That email, greg at the solution radio show dot com. And we'll set up a date, we'll set up a location, and we will have a blast going out loving people with God's love, speaking God's word, and ministering God's heart to those that desire to know. So I look forward to hearing from you if you're here in the Chicago area. It would be awesome to hang out and do that together. Please continue to, to keep in your prayers the expansion of the Solution Radio Show. The Solution Radio Show is listener supported, both by your prayers and your financial giving. Thank you for your support. It's greatly appreciated. All financial donations are tax deductible. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002 Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Once again, that address, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. And there's also a donation link available on our website. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best. Music